Oh, what a joy. Rain, glorious rain. Despite the local reservoirs being apparently content with the status, it doesn't seem to have rain for several weeks. So excluding all the usual medical day-to-day items and our surgeries, we've been pretty busy also dealing with the sun and heat-related items inevitably. Often, of course, via a med's contact. Horsefly bites. Well, they're just pandemic at the moment. Those brown female little things look quite innocent, uh, using their weird, soaring, action-feeling parts to tear into our skins, often multiple times until blood is drawn. And they have a drink, and then they have a little rest, and then they come back for more. Male horseflies, of course, not needing blood, rather bits of pollen, so they don't usually cause us any issues. So indeed the female of the species is more deadly than the male, or something like that songy thing goes. I was bitten several times this past week whilst in the garden. Once while holding some ladders, I couldn't immediately drop them. And there it was, onto my ankle, sharp pain, the blood trickling down, telling me the, the nature of this unwanted guest. While most of us are fine with all this stuff, producing an inflamed, itchy lump, a wheel, for a few days, around the bite area, then it goes. Almost though, I have a really nasty reaction involving a huge allergy-based wheel, which is very itchy, moving into actual cellulitis occasionally, spreading red-hot swollen area, sometimes with systemic effects, you know, fever, aches and pains, nausea. An initial allergy reaction is best served with topical mild steroid creams, such as hydrocortisone you can buy over the counter, or on prescription, of course. Perhaps add in some non-drowsy sort of antihistamines, uh, then too, for many in hot humid conditions, these are sometimes quite sedating despite being non-drowsy. So be aware if you're operating machinery, driving, etc. But you'll know this already. Occasional cases will obviously need oral antibiotics. Don't ever forget the slip, snap, slop though. Lightly, sitting, ideally cotton garments, so hairs flowing through. Pop on that hat or similar on your nut and in particular your child's head. And then the sunblock. Decent stuff is not cheap, but works really well. It is worth it. I remember years ago being in the Alps, even in August at 12,000 feet odd. <laughs> Once the sun was up, even in ice and snow, the UV light just fried you, despite being about minus 10. I always seem to be the one handing out my evil staining sunblock to one and sundry, but again, it was worth it as it worked really well. And then the sheer hydration we all need to maintain in this weather. The humidity alone, even in cloudy days, is another issue. Forget, unless otherwise advised, uh, sort of uh, for medical reasons, i.e. kidney or heart failure issues, uh, forget all this at your peril. Simply, though, follow your urine. Truly, urine ideally looks to keep flowing, it's lemon yellow in colour, and it's regular too. If you're doing that, you're hydrated enough. If you can maintain the output, you know it's likely to be okay for the day. Otherwise, fatigue, lethargy, that washed out, overheated sort of feeling will inevitably follow. I think we are finally seeing some tiny nuggets of normality, though, returning to day-to-day GP surgeries after all this COVID stuff and the backlog. Less chesty stuff about, but still regular COVID-positive cases. However, the pressure on A&E and meds seems to be continuing. Letter in the dozen or so souls waiting outside at 8am each morning. 
GPs continue to try to manage the often long waiting times for various specialties as patients then return again and again with updates, changes in their condition or status with the inevitable request for expedited appointments. Hospital backlog can seem onerous at times like this. When I arrived on these shores so many years ago now, the longest waiting times were the usual suspects, orthopaedics, bones and things, and ENT in nose and throat. Routine appointments were on average waiting around four months, occasionally six. We had no cardiologist, we had just one paediatrician who covered everything indeed, one orthopaedic surgeon, one ENT and eye specialist. Population has climbed, but the elderly percentage has climbed more steeply. You can't have a doctor on call 24-7, 365 days a year. You just can't do that anymore, I'm afraid. Thankfully. Mm. Man on the street could not call an ambulance in those days unless it was an accident or similar, so he knocked over a fallen up a ladder. The ambulance team would then more likely ring your local GP, who was on duty, of course, day or night, asking him or her to pop down to check you out first. Oh, times have changed. It's just so different now. Now, when I speak to some of the younger GPs, many have never seen measles, meningitis, TB, diphtheria, or even malaria. Thank heavens for that, I say. I wish I hadn't, but it just came with the territory. Humanoids. We are such soft-skinned mammals, swatting off those horseflies once again. Until next week, then. Cheerio.